This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, February 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. COVID-19 farm worker report. More on pesticide notifications. Industry critic gets Senate ag seat and Vilsack advances. Farm worker groups release second COVID-19 report. A coalition of social justice and community groups has issued its second report on the challenges farm workers face during the pandemic. Following up on the initial survey last summer, the groups completed 63 additional in-depth interviews with workers last fall. The findings helped to further refine their policy recommendations to the state. The report calls for expanding disaster relief to farm workers regardless of legal status working directly with community groups on COVID-19 needs, and easing barriers for reporting workplace complaints related to the virus. Keep in mind, the first report gained considerable traction among news outlets, lawmakers focused on labor issues, and the Agricultural Labor Relations Board. EJ groups applauded Cal EPA's directive on pesticide notifications. Two dozen environmental justice or EJ groups have come out in support of Cal EPA ordering the Kern County Ag Commissioner to adopt a pesticide notification system. The commissioner has proven again and again that his sole allegiance is to the profits of the agriculture industry and not to the health and welfare of the people he is charged with protecting, according to Annabelle Marquez in a statement. We are all disgusted and disappointed by his response and that of the ag industry. Keep in mind, Marquez is a community activist with the Center on Race, Poverty, and the Environment, one of the EJ groups. Yet she is listed as a resident and not an advocate of the AB 617 Steering Committee, the group advising Cal EPA's emissions reduction program in Shafter. The committee was pushing for a system long championed by EJ groups rather than working to reach compromise with the commissioner's counterproposal. Next, the group said they would be proud to play a role in expanding the right to know and the notification system to the whole state. Their next step is to call on the Kern County Board of Supervisors to overrule the Ag Commissioner. WAPA Mill assessment unfairly targets fumigants. The legislature will soon dig into a proposal by the Newsom administration to raise the mill assessment on pesticides based on toxicity. One point the Western Agriculture Processors Association will be making to policymakers is how fumigants would unfairly be assessed the most under the plan. This proposal will not accomplish the goals it was set out to accomplish and unfairly targets the tree nut industry and those that use fumigants, said WAPA CEO Roger Isom in a statement to the administration. Isom argued fumigants are often required under international trade agreements, adding, we have no choice in the matter. According to WAPA, the administration has recognized the need for broader discussion on the proposal. Vilsack pledges focus on racial justice and climate change. Tom Vilsack is pledging to make climate change and racial justice top priorities for the Agriculture Department. 
He assured senators that he understands the times and challenges have changed since he left government four years ago. He said, quote, this is fundamentally a different time, and I am a different person, and it's a different department, said Vilsack, testifying online to the Senate Agriculture Committee yesterday. A few hours after the hearing, the committee approved his nomination, clearing it for final Senate floor action. During the hearing, he pledged to root out discrimination in USDA programs and utilize farmers to voluntarily help meet President Joe Biden's pledge to make U.S. agriculture carbon neutral. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Vilsack heads for quick confirmation. Debbie Stabenow, the soon-to-be chair of the Senate Ag Committee, says she's looking for the soonest opportunity to get a Senate floor vote on Vilsack's nomination. She said, I'd love for it to be this week. We'll just have to see. Stabenow told reporters after the committee unanimously approved Vilsack during a brief meeting yesterday afternoon off the Senate floor. Vilsack used his confirmation hearing uh, yesterday morning to address concerns about Biden's climate policy, including plans to set up a carbon bank through USDA and Biden's push for electric vehicles. Vilsack assured senators that using the Commodity Credit Corporation to fund a carbon bank wouldn't affect farm program payments. He also sought to dispel concerns that the committee's ranking Republican, John Bozeman, that has carbon credits would primarily benefit investors and traders. By the way, there were similar concerns that former President Barack Obama's unsuccessful cap-and-trade plan would have been a huge windfall for Wall Street. For more on the bill, Sack hearing, plus a look at the concerns the Biden administration's trade policy with China, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Senate Ag expands to the left. The Senate Agriculture Committee is expanding its membership with three new Democrats who could give the committee a push to the left on some issues, including climate policy. The new members include Cory Booker, a New Jersey Democrat who's a vegan and also a sharp critic of large-scale livestock farming as well as checkoff programs. He also has pushed for big increases in conservation spending to address climate change. The other new members, newly elected Raphael Warnock of Georgia and Ben Ray Luan of New Mexico. Luan had a near-perfect record with the League of Conservation Voters as a House member. Pennsylvania Democrat Bob Casey is leaving the panel. Now keep in mind, Republicans haven't announced their membership yet, but freshman Kansas Senator Roger Marshall is expected to have a seat. He said in on yesterday's confirmation hearing for Tom Bilsack, President Biden's nominee for Agriculture Secretary. Marshall, however, did not get to ask questions. By the way, the committee's incoming chairwoman, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, has also taken a seat on the Environment and Public Works Committee, which will broaden her influence when it comes to climate policy. Survey shows farmer interest in carbon payments. Farmers are showing interest in getting paid for capturing carbon as a part of their operations. That's according to the latest Purdue CME Group Ag Economy Barometer. 30% of respondents in the January survey were, quote, aware of opportunities to receive a payment for capturing carbon. The survey found, of course, uh, slightly more than one in five were active uh, discussions about receiving carbon payments. 
Why it matters? Well, the response translates to between 6 and 7% of farmers who have given consideration to contractually sequestering carbon, that according to the survey, which tracks farmer sentiment each month. Bozeman worried about budget process. Congressional Democrats are moving ahead with their threat to use the budget reconciliation process to enact President Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus plan. John Bozeman fears that will mean the Ag Committee will have little input on the aid package. When you're making those kinds of decisions concerning ag policy, big decisions, the idea of bypassing the Senate Agriculture Committee is a huge problem, the Arkansas senator told reporters. The budget process would allow Democrats to pass the aid bill with no GOP votes. Here's today's She Said It. We don't have enough vaccines in the state for the tremendous demand that's building up, but we're going to be ready when we get more vaccines. That CDFA Secretary Karen Ross, while applauding the start of farm worker vaccinations in Riverside, Monterey, and Fresno counties. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, February 3rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.